Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Accountability is a powerful thing. It keeps you on your toes. It motivates you to do your very best. James tells us to confess our faults and sins to one another. He urges you to find someone physically on earth to whom you can be accountable. Join us in this program, Forgiveness, as Kim Miller of Woman at the Well Ministries takes us through James 5.16, which says, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hello, and welcome to this broadcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. As we look into the subject of forgiveness, it's a vast subject. And as big as the subject is, as broad as it is, as wide as it is, as deep as it is, as high as it is, that's how thankful I am that I have forgiveness. Jesus said that he would forgive me of my sins if I would just confess them. In 1 John 1, 9, he says if, I, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In the Bible, it says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And when we're calling upon the name of the Lord, we're calling on him to save us. And that forgiveness of sin is complete and it's very freeing. The Bible says that whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. The subject of forgiveness encompasses many things. That's divine forgiveness. That's the most important forgiveness that you and I could ever receive in our entire lives. And it is the one important peace of forgiveness that each of us need to be covered by the blood and that is christ's forgiveness for our sins i am so thankful that he says that he will forgive each and every one of us if we but ask we're not worthy of forgiveness but he bestows it upon us because of how much he loves us The other aspect of forgiveness that we have is the ones that we have for each other. We weren't meant to live in this world alone. And when you have interactions with people, there's misunderstandings. There's confusion, division. There's opportunity for forgiveness. And the Bible says that we are to forgive one another 
And in this passage of scripture in James chapter 5 and verse 16, he says that we're to confess our faults one to another. And then he links that, that we are to pray one for another. And then he says that we may be healed. I believe that there is a wealth of information in this verse. First of all, I believe that if I want forgiveness from my fellow man, I need to confess to them what I have done. And I need to ask them to forgive me. And I need to allow them the opportunity to forgive me. I think that's important. Then he says that we are to confess our sins. And then he says that we need to pray one for another. I believe that that direct correlation in that verse right there leads me to believe that if someone has done me wrong and they have asked me for forgiveness, that I am required to forgive them and I also need to pray for them. And I promise you, it is nearly impossible to pray for someone that you are holding a grudge against. And I'm pretty sure that God doesn't hear that prayer since the psalmist David says that if we regard iniquity in our heart, he will not hear us. And so if I have not given forgiveness to my brother or my sister in Christ or perhaps even my family members, then I have sin in my life. And I need to go to that individual and I need to ask them for forgiveness. And I need to seal it with a prayer. We need to pray one for another, period. But we especially need to evoke, invoke our God-given connection to Jesus through the Holy Spirit in times of dissension, distress, trouble and turmoil and conflict between our friends and our family. We can't overcome those things on our own because I promise you that the devil is in the middle of any conflict that you're in. And he's stirring it with all he's got. And in the presence of Jesus, the devil must flee. So in this verse, as we begin to read it, and we realize I need to confess, I've messed up. And I need to pray with you so we can get back in right standing. And the divine Holy Spirit and Jesus and God can mend all broken pieces. And they are the only ones who can. And so as we begin to come together before the throne of God, we are healed. Unforgiveness is like a canker sore. It hurts. It's inflamed. It continues to swell. It eats at you. It causes you to be miserable. And it will pull you away from God, from your study time, from your prayer time. It'll let the devil in. And we got to get rid of it. And to be healed of that sin, to be healed of that internal turmoil, we got to confess and pray. Sounds easy. But sometimes pride gets in our way. Or maybe you're one of those people who want to see people pay. Well, if I just let them off the hook that early, they'll never easy, they'll never learn anything from that. You're not judge. And I want you to think for just a moment if that happens to be your mentality. 
What if God made you pay just for your salvation? You couldn't do it. Jesus gave his life that you might have salvation. And you're a dirty, rotten scoundrel. I'm a dirty, rotten scoundrel. There's no one good thing about me except for what Jesus does and is in me. I was born in this world just like you are a sinner. Romans 3.23 tells me that. And I have a sinful nature, and so do you. The scriptures tell us that. And my flesh wants to do the wrong thing. But Jesus loves me anyway. And he says, there's therefore now no more condemnation to them that love the Lord. You hear me? I can't pay for my salvation. Guess what? What if he made me pay for just this month's sins? And whether you're listening to this in the beginning of the month or the end of the month, you don't have what it takes to pay for any of it. But he doesn't. He says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Scriptures also tell us that if we can't forgive our brother, then we've got big problems. How could we expect God to forgive us if we can't forgive those around us? But we do. You see, we want God to overlook all of our imperfections. And he does, because he sees the blood. But we're not usually willing to overlook even the slightest bump in someone else's journey. And sometimes we want them to pay. But no one ever wants to pay themselves. How can that possibly be? No matter what someone has done to you, and trust me, I've had lots of things happen to me that I didn't feel that I deserved. I didn't feel that I'd done anything to make happen. But no one has ever done for me what Jesus did. No matter how wrong I might think I have been. No matter how horrible I think someone may have treated me. They've never done to me what I did to Jesus. You see, because the real truth is this, my friend. You put him on the cross. I put him on the cross. Had you or I been the only person alive, he would have gone to that cross because there's no other way that we could have made it to heaven. When he was on the cross, it was my sins and your sins he was paying for. That's cruel, incredible suffering. That's amazing love. So I know no one's ever done to me what I did to him. And he forgives over and over again. Nope, I don't get lost today and saved tomorrow and lost today and saved tomorrow. But every day he has to forgive me where I fail him and come short of him. 
And I expect that when I say, Lord, forgive me for this or forgive me for that or maybe sometimes I'm just amiss and say, Lord, forgive me. I fully expect him to do so. Yet, I often don't meet out that same grace with others. Colossians 1.14, he says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 6 through 8 says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Would it be able for someone to look at you and say that you have bestowed the richness of his grace on someone else? We have forgiveness because of the riches of his grace, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. And it's high time. We're thankful for our forgiveness, and we're willing to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved.
a happy girl.